0: And indeed, it is another phenomenal morning on the Morning Machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. Good morning and grand rising to everybody out there in what I like to call the land, radio land and We thank you for making the machine a part of your daily morning routine. And part of that morning routine means that you hear phenomenal stories of great businesses, nonprofit organizations, and the like that are making an impact in the community. Hmm, impact. That's quite a word because we're talking this morning about a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to restoring the community of North Tulsa, Oklahoma, through meeting the real needs of the community. And what is that organization? We are talking about crossover community impact, and it is just going to be a phenomenal conversation about community And because we are serving our community and doing what's best to not only restore, but recharge the energy and replenish the resources in the area. And it actually radiates throughout. It could be citywide. It could be statewide. It could be across the country. But it has to start in your own community. And I have someone perfect to talk about all of that this morning. And I want to welcome to The Morning Machine, the Director of Development for Crossover Community Impact, Ms. Rondalyn Adobe. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. It's nice to
1: talk to you. Likewise,
0: likewise. And we're going to have a phenomenal impactful conversation this morning about just one simple word and that's community because it could mean a whole bunch of things but the impact could mean greater and will mean greater but It all has to start back at the beginning, so this is what I like to call it. Let's take it back to the old school. Let's take it to Union Square. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. And I want to know this. Growing up in your community, who were the pillars of the community that you looked to growing up and what advice that that they gave you resonates with you still today?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, I think probably the biggest influences in my life were my family. Uh, my name is Rondolin. I'm named after my uncle Ronald, who has always acted as a mentor. Um, he was one of the first people that told me that um, an investment in my education was a, the best investment I can make in myself. Um, and then there's definitely my dad who showed me that work ethic is a big deal. Um, to the point that he was given a building and turned it into a post office. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's always my mom, who's just incredibly gracious. Um, She was one of nine kids, and family is a big deal for her. Um, Impact was a big deal for her, supporting people and serving them. And so you have those pillars of my life, but then you also have, like, our mayor who created programs like... um, night hoops to keep kids off the street and to also give us other opportunities um, athletically. And I could go on and on, but I think those are probably the people that have impacted me the most.
0: And speaking of that impact, as you were growing up in, in the community and you saw those pillars that were making a difference in your own community, what were things that you saw over time coming up that you felt needed to be improved in your community, even with the initiatives that were brought out and brought forth to the community to improve resources in your own neighborhood?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually grew up in Kansas city and um, sadly enough, in a lot of parts of the city, it was called killer city. Mm. And that's just because of the crime um, that, that impacted our community. So I was always super um, conscious of the people like we had ad hoc group against crime that was making a difference with regards to supporting people Um, and they also made sure that people had the resources they needed, whether that was counseling or just support for families, Um, I was actually. Um, somebody who really struggled with a lot of things growing up, as far as like losing people, especially while I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And so that group came alongside me and supported me in ways that I never imagined. And I think, like, just seeing um, people within the community use the resources that they had available, but also being about sharing those resources and making sure that everybody had what they needed was important. Mm-hmm. And I would also say, like growing up in a small community of um, private schools, like St. Monica, where excellence was vital and it was expected. Um, there was also an attitude of it's important that we also make sure that we give back. Like Scripture talks about how who much is um, who mu- who receives much, much is expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a lot of ways, that's exactly what has happened in my life. Like the things that I've had access to, whether it's relationships or um, education or services, it's also impacted how I see the world and how I try to make an impact each and every day. And I think that's true of everyone within the crossover world.
0: You know, it's so interesting you say that uh, because there's a saying called things change, people change, right? That means with things changing the environment around you, the people changing, they're adapting to their environment or what have you. And then there's now new things to do to keep the community engaged in that same level of progress that was going on as you were growing up or as people were growing up in their particular generation. So as we shifted from like, all right, so the 80s were one decade, the 90s are another <laughs> decade, the 2000s, the 2010s, and now we're in the 2020s, but I want to get into the early 2000s, and then we're going to fast forward in just for the, just a second. As we transitioned uh-huh. over to this new millennium, how many things changed in the community where you had to look at things and, and say, hmm... Well, maybe we need to improve on this initiative or something else. What, what did you see in your eyes as we turned into the millennium?
1: Yeah, so my husband and I actually graduated from the University of Tulsa in 2002, so at the very beginning of the millennium. And one of the things that happened is we graduated May 11th, got married May 25th, moved to Texas June 25th mm-hmm. with the plans of starting a church. So we had already signed on to start crossover bible church in mm. 2002 when we left and our ministry partner was actually from north tulsa so prior to um prior to planning a church in north tulsa we would come to north tulsa as students at the university of tulsa mm. but it was really to find out about the new popeyes <laughs> or uh, <laughs> to see somebody <laughs> in our family <laughs> our friends families um, and so we didn't know of all the things that were plaguing in this community mm. until we actually moved back in 2005 and we moved into the community because we've always believed that in order to make a big impact you have to be part of the community um because you don't it's almost like um in order for the issues to become yours mm-hmm. so in order for us to really say our community we need to live in this community as opposed to Um, living outside the community and coming and serving the community. And I think that makes a big impact with regards to how we treat people, how we live here, how we love on people, because we're truly loving our neighborhood, Mm -hmm. you know, and not just our neighbor. Um, But that's also making an impact because if, if my kids are in the school district here, which they were, Mm -hmm. um, that makes a big change when it comes to me advocating for education that's going to make an impact for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes a big difference when it comes to housing. That makes a big difference when it comes to healthcare, and all the things, even youth jobs, all the things that crossover is seeking to make an impact in right now. And so for us, when we graduated from, um, when we are on the verge of graduating from Dallas Theological Seminary and moving back to Tulsa, mm-hmm. the professors were saying, if, the doors of your church closed would anybody in the community know? And we believe Mm. without a shadow of a doubt that we wanted to be the type of church Mm. that if our doors closed, we would have made such an impact that people are like, what happened? Um, Well, I wouldn't even say that. that.
0: I I, I would uh, even go as far as to say, They don't want your doors to close. They will find every way possible to keep your doors open if they even heard one peep about the word close as it pertains to you all. The community will show up and show out. If you've made an impact in your community, the community shows up and shows out for you when you go through rough times, trials, and tribulations. They will go fund me. They will put the story on the news. They will do something impactful to impact you because you've impacted them and yeah the minute you utter the word close oh no 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 that's not going to happen no you're going to stay open they're going to make sure that you stay open that's how much that they value you and that's interesting that you say that because now I want to fast forward to the year 2012 right and where yeah. crossover community impact all started so how did this all get started
1: yeah great question so my husband philip abode who's also a pastor of abode of crossover bible church was coaching a youth football team and he understood that he had conversations with coach, as coach philip that he never had as pastor philip because he was able to build real relationships with people where there was no um, Preface. Everybody was just as honest as they could be because we were all living real life together. And so in 2012, he had actually just completed seven weeks of radiation and chemo simultaneously. But he felt led to lead to start Crossover Sports Association. Mm-hmm. So we started with Crossover Sports, which is a youth sports organization. And um, our belief was that you can use youth sports to leverage for all kind of other opportunities to create um, opportunities in people's lives. And so he was out there. He wasn't supposed to be in the sun. He had an umbrella over his head and it hurt to swallow. So he was spitting in a bottle, but he was out there coaching youth football. And so um, he is a beast when it comes to football. Uh, As a matter of fact, all these years later, I go out to the football games and I scream, go coach Phillip, because I don't have a kid who is out there, but I am very much there (laughs) to support my husband. There
0: you go. But
1: he um, he coached that team. Uh, They crushed the competition that year. And he has coached those kids, that same group of kids, we're also the same group of kids that we started Crossover Prep with in 2017. Um, so I know I've get, been a little ahead of myself, but we started with Crossover Sports Association because we wanted to start with the strength of the community. And it also speaks to um, one of our philosophies of ministry, which is uh, redistribution, and it's not a government program, but it's using whatever resources you have in order to develop the community. And so, because he had played football at the University of Tulsa, he um, was able to coach kids and not only football but also in life. And so he's still connected to those kids to this day, which is absolutely amazing to me.
0: And you know what? I'm gonna ask a question a little bit later on about that connection, but okay. you're you're building that connection by creating so many different programs like, Crossover Kids, Street Leaders, the Crossover Internship Program. Um, you even have Crossover Health Services Development Company, Preparatory Academy. I mean, there's a so, there's so many things, a plethora of things, uh, programs that really meet our young people where they are. So, talk about those different programs and in which ways that they start to make that impact from your particular standpoint?
1: Absolutely. So in 2013, our executive director, who's also the co-founder of our organization, was just returning from grad school, and he wanted to implement a program that he had seen be really successful in Camden, New Jersey, Mm -hmm. and that's the Street Leader Program. So the Street Leader Program is our youth jobs program And they are connected to the Crossover Kids Program, which Mm -hmm. is our after-school and summer STEM-based program. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of it is we understand that a lot of careers are going into the STEM field, so we're like, we got to get our kids ready, right? Um, So we uh, probably my favorite project that the Crossover Kids did was a uh, 4,000-piece Lego model of the Crossover Community Center. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, it was incredible, and the kids – put it all together. They had a blueprint that was created by an engineer, and it was just amazing to see our kids see all those things connect. Um, With the Street Leader program, they are not only the mentors and the tutors and the counselors for the Crossover Kids program, but it's also a youth jobs program. So we are looking at how we can make an impact into the future by helping our kids get real world um, job experience that we know just from research has an impact on them keeping their job and being successfully employed into the future. So um, that street leader program has actually expanded to the point that now we have college leaders. So we have students who were in the uh, street leader program who graduated from high school, Mm -hmm. have gone on to college, and then now they are helping serve the other street leaders who who are serving the kids. And you don't have to have great grades to get into the Street Leader program, but we do um, make sure that you are staying um, eligible and that you have at least a 2.5 GPA as a Street Leader because we don't want the kids to sacrifice their own education while they're trying to mentor and tutor these other kiddos. Um, And so probably the most exciting thing that's happened in the Street Leader program is we have a young lady who... um, Started as a street leader, and then she was promoted to um, a classroom leader. So she was a college leader, and then she became the assistant director of the program. And now she's going to be a site coordinator because the crossover kids program and the street leader program is about to expand with the uh, construction of the crossover community center. So we're super excited about that. And her office is right outside of mine, which gets me even more excited because it reminds me of the importance of These programs that we have. And I remember um, even when I was the bookkeeper for Crossover Community Impact, we had students who needed their pay so that they could keep the lights on in their house. Mm -hmm. So this isn't just fun money, this is actually helping. create economic development in our community through a youth jobs program. So all of that started in 2013 with the Crossover Kids and the Street Leader Program, and it's expanded and it continues to expand and will even with um, the addition of the Crossover Community Center. And um, in 2014, we started Crossover Health Services after a miraculous land swap. Um, we've been able to serve over 7,000 um Patients last year alone. Nice. We have two locations now. Um, our physicians are um, family medical uh, doctors. And so if we're honest, um, because of the needs, we are, are not able to be as competitive as um, a normal medical facility is. So because we're a nonprofit, we're having to raise a lot of money in order to be able to have providers. But we wanted to make sure that we're providing medical access to our community. And our two sites are in the two zip codes that have the highest needs for um, preventative medicine. So a lot of the uh, diabetes, uh, people that struggle with diabetes, a lot of people who struggle with um, heart disease and these things that can be controlled um, with like proper wellness um, activities those are the two areas that Crossover Health Services is currently serving. And we actually have um, prenatal care now. we're super excited about that nice. and we have um, yeah a relationship with in um, his that allows us to even provide um, maternal care and then when after the women have their babies they can come back to us.
0: That is awesome and you know it's so interesting that you mentioned everything that, you are currently doing to impact the community but in impacting a community sometimes sometimes in most cases in really all cases you need a community center and finally the crossover (laughs) community center has opened so talk about the development of the crossover community center and what was the feeling like when you finally were able to open the doors like Wow, yes.
1: Um, So this is something we've been praying about for 17 years. My husband is the visionary for the Crossover Community Center. And the craziest thing was to actually walk into the building and see furniture. (laughs) It was was absolutely amazing. And um, it, it made everything more real. And so one of the biggest benefits of having the Crossover Community Center is now everything will be in one space. As opposed to us being all over North Tulsa, so we'll be able to more effectively and efficiently serve people in our community. Um, the Crossover Community Center is super multi-use. Uh, so during the day, for the most time, for the most part, Monday through Friday, it'll be a school. So our all-boys school meets at Crossover at the Crossover Community Center. Mm-hmm. There's a whole wing for them, um, and we are to the point that we would be able to house up to 400 kids just in this building alone. Mm-hmm. And um, the Crossover crossover Prep, the boys' school is 6th through 12th grade, mm-hmm. and the girls' school is 6th through 8th grade. And one of our big deals is we don't believe that a student's ability to uh, receive a quality education should be based on their parents' ability to afford it. Mm-hmm. So we raise the money for the students to attend Crossover Prep. Um, there's a new program through the state where the most a parent would have to pay to attend our school is $2,500. And that's for a family that's making $250,000 for the year. Um, So we are really trying to improve education in our community so that we can improve the outcomes beyond that. Um, And then While during the school day, we do have the fitness center open for the Crossover Community Center, but it'll see the most of this use during the evenings and the weekends. So we'll have the fitness classes. My friend uh, Janet Hendricks is big ready to get in there and get us moving um, with lots of different exercise classes. We plan on starting a program called FitRx where people can come in and they can have Um, health and wellness prescribed, you know, when you go to the doctor's office, they'll tell you you need to exercise more and eat less. Well, we can do that (laughs) in the Crossover Community Center. So we're super excited about that. And then we'll be able to bring back our men's league. Um, We had one of the most uh, impressive, if you will, uh, men's basketball leagues. We would love to start the women's league as well, and then bring in some volleyball. Now that we have a gym, We'll also be able to bring back our youth sports. Um, they basically died down because we were no longer able to use the facilities within the public school system. And so there's a lot of things that we get to do now that we have the crossover community center. Um, crossover Development Company is trying to get people into owning their own homes. Mm. Now they can come and do the classes in order to get financial education. They actually have a place to do that. Um, this also provides space for Crossover Development Company's staff to do the training, um, the National Center for Construction Education and Research, so that they can learn those tangible skills, get the certification, and be able to make a living wage even beyond when they are here at Crossover. Um, and then, of course, Crossover Health Services will also—we'll have a physical therapist here, so we'll be able to provide therapy. And on Sunday mornings, Crossover Bible Church will get to meet in the capitolium. So we always have something going on. We envision tournaments, would love to see weddings and baby showers and birthday parties and all the things. We really want this to be a hub of the community.
0: Well, I think it's at a great start. And, you know, even even with your friend Big Ready, not the little one to get started. (laughs) yeah, She said Big Ready. I I hope you all caught that. She said Big Ready. (laughs) That was that was nice. But but here's the thing. You also stated that you raise the money for the students so that the parents don't have to worry about having to afford to, you know, be a part. And so, you know, that's why it's important for us to be big, ready to donate. See, I'm using, I'm using those words, right? Big, ready (laughs) to donate. And it's so interesting because we have talked about giving Tuesday, the importance of people giving to nonprofit organizations on giving Tuesday. Now, Of course, folks, you got to get to the website to see what I'm seeing at crossoverimpact.org. Once again, crossoverimpact.org. And you can find everything here. You can find all the programs, the history, the mission, how you can get involved as a volunteer and get involved in many other ways. And importantly, ways to give. But I would like to ask you specifically about the importance of people giving to nonprofit organizations such as Crossover Community Impact on Giving Tuesday. So talk about that.
1: Yeah, I think you summed it up well, but people giving on, um, giving Tuesday fuels the work of nonprofits like ours. We don't get to do the Crossover Kids program. We don't get to do the Street Leader program. We don't really get to do crossover health services. We don't get to do crossover development company. We don't get to do crossover prep, and we definitely don't do this crossover scholarship fund outside of people giving and partnering with us so that we can collectively make an impact on the communities we love. And essentially we don't get to serve without people partnering with us by giving their gifts and coming alongside us and saying, we're here, um, in the ways that you mentioned, volunteering are huge too. Any kind of resources that you, that you can give to nonprofits are vital in order for us to serve people.
0: Absolutely, e- extremely vital. And you know, yes. you you can't make an impact without in the community without the community basically putting in on that impact. See, it, it takes a village. It takes a community. Yes. And we all have, even the community leaders, we need leaders to be alongside in that journey. So, you know, it it can't just all be done by you. It takes the community as one to band together and push that impact to the next generation and next generation and so on and so forth. So it is very important that you go ahead and get your donation in at any time. You know, Giving Tuesday is important, but you can please get your donation in at any time. And they have they have a don they have a donate now right here under Ways to Give. It's on the right side of the website, crossoverimpact.org. Once again, crossoverimpact.org. Let me, hey, look, you're going to see what I'm seeing. Sponsorships, crossover scholarship fund, that stuck out to me. Talk about the crossover scholarship fund.
1: So the crossover scholarship fund is the way that students are able to attend our school without their parents being responsible for the cost. Um, we all know that there's an expensive cost when it comes to um education and so we're busting our butts in order to make sure that the parents don't have to worry about that so if you give to the crossover scholarship fund and you live in the state of Oklahoma you can get tax credits. so you get tax deductions as well as tax credits and this is up to a hundred hundred thousand dollars for businesses so you can create opportunities for students by providing scholarships for them by giving to the crossover scholarship fund
0: it's interesting, you've you've made so much of an impact, since, even since your college days. And then 2012 comes around, we're here, we're putting the work into the community, and now we're here with the community center opening, just absolutely fascinating. Now you've been at this for a long time, right? So we've been, a, we're, we're a decade strong into crossover community impact, right? So over the course of this decade, there's been a lot of students, there's been a lot of people that have come through your doors and have uh, utilized your the resources that you have given to the community, right? so out of the students that have been in your program they're now grown they're now grown folks now they're grown at this point some Some of them them some of them
1: some of them are grown
0: right so out of the ones that have started with you what has been one of the greatest testimonials that has come out of crossover community impact thus far
1: Yeah, that's a great question I'm thinking actually of two stories Um, there's one young man he was a part of my husband's original um, football team so the team that started in 2012 and he was one of the first students to uh, attend crossover prep he graduated last year he's currently in college he just came home for um, fall break and it was just incredible to see him especially in light of some of the really um, big struggles that he's had uh, to the point that he was actually living with another family from the school as opposed to his parents. Mm. And so like, I, I love um, that we are able to really come alongside our families and our kids and walk with them and do life with them and be able to help them get to the next level. He was able to go to college on a um, football scholarship as well as an academic scholarship. He was a salutatorian for our first class. And it's just exciting to see like all the changes that have happened in his life. Um, And then I would also say the young lady that I was just, uh, that I originally talked about who is now the site director for um, the crossover kids program. Mm -hmm. She is on the verge of graduating from college. She was in our internship program. She is absolutely amazing. Um, she's, she's such a good educator that she is actually, she was able to do her student teaching at Hawthorne Elementary School. They've never had a student teacher before. She was the first one, and she was also a graduate of Hawthorne Elementary School. Mm. And so to see all the ways that she has changed during the course of these years has been incredible, um, and I think it, it's important to know too that she had a really good mentor. The same thing for the student that I mentioned from Crossover Pratt. Prep, they had really good mentors and that's been a huge part of us being able to um, not only point students to the Lord in discipleship, but also like help them do life well so that they don't have to make all the mistakes, they can learn from ours. <laughs> and I think that's, that's vital, um, especially as we create this pipeline of leadership So that the community can be changed. Because one of the big things at crossover prep is we want our students to love God and to love this community so that after they've completed their education, they come back here with the plans of seeing even more change in this community.
0: Amen. Amen. And um, final question here what's next for crossover community impact you've done so many things so much impact a wide range of impact you've now opened the community center now it's what is next Wow,
1: good question. So um, I think a lot of it is really driven by the community needs and um, the reason that we started the girls' school. So when we started Crossover Prep for Boys, in our community, um, the graduation rate was incredibly low, but what was even more distressing was in 2015, only 22 African-American male seniors scored high enough on the ACT to have a college-ready ACT score. Wow. And with that, because there were non-high schools, we were just like, that's ridiculous. And and people were like, but you have the best school in the state in North Tulsa. And it's like, yes, 16 of those kids came from that, you know, from that school. One of the kids was a part of McLean, which is the area high school um, that that most of the kids go to. And, And he was actually a street leader as well. And so... When we, we looked at those statistics, we said, oh, we have to do something. We can't just let that be what it is. Because when my husband was at the University of Tulsa, he, he saw that there were a lot of students who had the God-given ability to get a full-off scholarship so that their education was paid for, but they weren't ready when it came to the classroom work. And so, essentially, they would gradu- they wouldn't even graduate. Um, and he was just like, we can't allow that to continue to happen. And he looked for somebody to lead Crossover Prep for years and it never happened. And then he decided he would be the executive director because he knew that this school needed to start. Um, mm-hmm. And so as we continued to look at the research, we saw that African-American young ladies weren't doing too much better. And so we started Crossover Prep for Girls or CPAG in 2021. Um, we currently have six to eighth grade girls, but... We want to continue to build up that school so that it is making an impact all the way through 12th grade and creating opportunities for the girls. So that'll be my next um, capital campaign. We really want to have sports fields so that we don't continue to lose our kids because we can't um, offer some of the things athletically wise that other you know, schools can. And then we're definitely doing the FitRx program. Um, our founding physician for crossover health services started the Fresh Rx program where um, doctors prescribe fresh fruits and vegetables, and this was focused mainly on individuals who had a high A1C score um, or diabetic and out of control diabetes. And so now we're expanding that program. So we're also offering, I mean, we're also prescribing medicine um, in order, I mean, sorry, we're also prescribing exercise and wellness in order to build a healthy community. Because in our our vision of restoring our community, we want North Tulsa to be a community of healthy individuals, faithful families, uh, peaceful neighborhoods, and thriving institutions. And so to that vein, whatever programs the community needs in order for us to reach those goals, that's what we'll continue to do. And I'm trying to think, is there anything else that's um, definitely on the horizon. We'll see what the community needs. Right, <laughs> well, so many there. things to yeah. think about, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. But but here's the thing. You said so many things to think about. Hey, what could be next? And we'll let the community decide that based on the needs of the community, which means that's the level of impact you've already made to where you're almost like. Huh? Well, I can't think of anything right now. That's a good problem to have. Please understand that that is a good problem to have because currently you have met the needs of the community. There's there's not one resource that is missing from crossover community impact that the community cannot take advantage of and have as a resource right at least so far okay. <laughs> that's why you yeah. said you you you've already pretty much gave the community every pretty much every tool and resource that they need to succeed and help to improve it further that's why this was such a hard answer to come by it wasn't that hard but then You start thinking of other things like, well, I don't know yet. The community hasn't came to me with that yet, (laughs) which means you're doing a phenomenal job. You're ahead of the curve. That's a very good problem to have. So you should really... Give yourselves a, a, you know, pat on the back, but the community should also be doing the same thing as giving you a pat on the back along with yourself because together you're doing it. Together. They don't have a, the, 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 the residents of the community do not have a problem with coming to you and say, we need this. This would be great for our community. They don't have a problem with doing that which shows the level of impact that you have already made on your community. So you better not utter out that C word, close. You better not even speak that into existence because they're going to keep you open for with everything they've got. So you're going to be in that community to stay. However, in speaking light, because we always do that here on The Morning Machine, we do that here every time. You're going to it's time to expand from North Tulsa because there's other communities that that also need that impact too, statewide and then across the country. It's going to be a slow build, but it's going to be a build worth watching to see how you can impact every community. So I'm just speaking life into it. It's it's coming. It's coming because you're already doing phenomenal work there. But you can also do even more phenomenal work statewide. So, yep, be prepared to build some more community centers and not out of Legos <laughs> either. Even though that is interesting. it should if, if, if they built that out of Legos, which you said they did, they built it out of Legos, it should go on that Fox Lego show. That they have, but we're not talking about Legos right now. We're talking about the real (laughs) deal. We're talking about the real community and the impact that you're making, which is absolutely phenomenal. And you're ahead of the curve doing it, which is even more impactful. So, one final question for you What advice do you have for the people of the community? that are new and may not know about you just yet but they ride past your community center every day and they're in need of those resources but they just they're on the fence they just don't know where to start a lot of our community just doesn't know where to start sometimes or we get in our own lane thinking that we don't know where to start what advice do you have for those listeners out there
1: I would say come in. We would love to serve you. Um, there's, there's somebody who can help connect you to whatever it is that you need. Um, I think like, that's been one of the things that God has graciously done for us is whatever the need is, he's provided the exact person to help. And I, I hope that we can do that same thing for somebody who's never met us, that um, they were so welcomed, that we would love to serve them and we would love to help them.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And you want to make sure that you are donating. And yes, I'm saying donate first. How do you do that? There's so many ways, and I'll let her get into that in just a second, but you can start by connecting at crossoverimpact.org. Once again, crossoverimpact.org. You there's a ways to give section. There's so many ways you can give. And you click on that, and it gives you the direction. But also, you can find out the mission. You can find out the community programs that we just discussed, how you can get involved as a volunteer, and and other ways you can get involved. And then, there's other ways. So, we're going to actually give you the floor to tell us where we can find you, follow you, and maybe even connect with you on social media if you're there how how does that work talk to us
1: yeah so we are definitely on social media we have um we're on facebook we're on instagram we're Mm -hmm. on linkedin so crossover community impact or crossover impact on those platforms um each of our programs has its own um facebook page so Crossover Sports and Fitness, which is on the verge of kicking off and we're doing membership drives for the fitness center. Crossover Sports, I'm sorry, Crossover Prep has its own page. Crossover Community Impact has its own page. Crossover Bible Church does too. Even Crossover Development Company and Crossover Health Services have their own pages all on Facebook. And they're a little more condensed on Instagram. But you can definitely find out what we're doing um, on any of those platforms and just like – said on crossoverimpact.org, you can learn about ways to give and we would love for volunteers um, we definitely need those gifts as well we can even uh, accept stock gifts if people are interested in giving in that way so we we need to help um, we want to serve our community well we want to honor god by the things that we're doing and we need you to help us
0: do that Absolutely, and that we will. Uh, Listeners out there in Radio Land, you already know what to do. She has given you what you need to be able to go ahead and donate, follow, connect, support, support, support. CrossoverImpact.org, CrossoverImpact.org. See what I'm seeing on this website and see every bit of impact that is currently taking place you definitely want to check it out and tell a friend to tell a friend about it too so they can go ahead and give as well so Thank you so much for being on The Morning Machine this morning. I really, really appreciate it. And I also want to say a thank you to Jessica Flood, who is the PR coordinator for TJM and Company Media Boutique, for setting up this interview today. You can find them at tjmandco.com. Once again, thank you so much for making an impact on our mornings with this great conversation. I really appreciate it.